0: Welcome to the Online Success Journey Podcast, your opportunity to discover and learn from entrepreneurs like yourself. This is not your typical podcast, but a place where you can get the real story and find out how real people encounter speed bumps and detours, but journey through to find success. Now, here's your host for the Online Success Journey Podcast, Patience.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to online success journey. This is episode two hundred and fifty eight. Today we have Elizabeth Paplon, an international speaker, successful entrepreneur and expert marketer with over 20 years of experience. Her innovative approach helps overwhelmed business owners and burnt out nonprofit directors to achieve success freedom through the power of absolute marketing. Hello Elizabeth. Hi, thanks for having me. Ah, oh, thank you for coming. I know the clan is anxious to hear your story, so let's get started with the basics. Can you tell my clan a little bit about your background, about what you did before you started your own business?
2: I was actually, uh, worked at a library <laughs> when I first started working and I went to school to become a web programmer. Once I finished my degree, I ended up going through um, a pretty painful divorce at the age of 20 and I lost everything. After that, I moved to a new state, a new city. And I started over. My parents really encouraged me to, you know, do something on my own and start my own business. And so that's what I did. And I started a computer repair company. And once that got you know, pretty successful and I'd had that business for about... About seven years, um, I had been just gotten remarried, and I started my marketing agency, Absolute Marketing. And we recently sold the um, computer repair business in uh, 2016, and I now just have my marketing agency, which I've I've just loved working with um, entrepreneurs and uh, nonprofits.
1: Wow! What a Janet. What is the most dangerous belief an entrepreneur can have?
2: It's definitely the imposter syndrome and and not believing and trusting in ourselves. Um, I I experience this every day, and I know that even seasoned entrepreneurs experience this still. And I think the main um the main thing the main takeaway from that is is just to learn to deal with it differently because that fear and that that imposter syndrome and, and worrying that you're not good enough or that you don't have enough experience or knowledge or maybe that you're not going to be able to help people the way you think you want to. That all those fears and all that uh, that mis- misbelief about yourself, those are going to be there no matter what. And I think it's just about how we learn to deal with it over time and how we learn to grow out of it in a way. Um, even though it's still always there, we just learn to deal with it and address it better.
1: Okay. You said you started the uh, repairing company and you wanted your parents encourage you to do something new,
2: but why do you do what you do, Elizabeth? I have always loved computers and I've always been really good at them picked them up really quickly and I noticed that a lot of people who were over the age of 55 65 they were having a lot of trouble with you know just getting things to work correctly and making their printers work and all that kind of stuff hooking everything together and so when I started my business it was really because I loved helping people and helping them realize that aha moment where they said oh that's how it works or now I can print this and so um, that's really why I started my business just to help people because I just love being around people and helping them and seeing them succeed. And that's why I have my marketing agency today as well, just to see other entrepreneurs succeed in the the great work that they're doing. Let's put them aside. How do you know you are successful? I believe that success comes from when you've fulfilled something for yourself, meaning, you know, I've, I've always wanted to have, you know, a house and I do, I do now I have a house. It was something I wanted to achieve. And also just a daily fulfillment that I get out of running my business and meeting with people and helping them and seeing them be successful. So when I see others be successful, that makes me feel successful. And so I've, I've just found that um, it's not always the monetary things like the house, but sometimes it is. And then other times it really is that um, that personal fulfillment that you get from just doing your job and doing a really good job. And and also when people, you know, acknowledge like, wow, you, you know, I, I recognize that you're really good at this. And for someone to, to give you that acknowledgement back, um, you know, once you've helped them is, is also another personal fulfillment thing to say, you know, validation saying, yes, I can do this job. And it it kind of helps you to also deal with that imposter syndrome a little bit that others are also recognizing that you're really good at something and that you're, you're smart. (laughs) And it kind of helps you to put those, uh, Those little voices at bay a little bit when uh, when they start to creep up on you. Teresa, can
1: anyone be an entrepreneur, or are some people more cut out for it than others?
2: Entrepreneurship is the hardest and most rewarding thing you'll ever do, and I know that a lot of other people said, "Oh, I've been through this or I've been through that." Nope, entrepreneurship is a daily grind, essentially, (laughs) that certain people just absolutely adore and love. And other people may not adore and love the grind part of it, but they can learn to get past that because they know that if they put in the work, they will achieve what they want to achieve, whether it's money, wealth, fame, you know, um, personal fulfillment, uh, personal achievement, whatever that is. So I really think that anybody could be an entrepreneur, but there is a lot of work involved. And as long as someone is willing to put in that work, then they will definitely be an entrepreneur and a successful one. When you started your own business when did you pay yourself a salary
1: for your second business
2: that is an interesting question <laughs> <laughs> um i think a lot of entrepreneurs uh are in the same boat um when i first started i just took a little money off the side, right? So it was the owner distribution is what it's called. Um, and so you take a little owner distribution. You might say, okay, well, uh, the, the business is going to pay for my internet now because I use my, my internet for just my business stuff mostly. And I'm just going to pay for that. So you kind of pay yourself in little ways. But I really started paying myself an actual salary um, about four years ago when I read the book Profit First. And that book has just changed my life in so many ways. and um, it really helped me to see that owner entrepreneurs should really be paying themselves in in most cases, about fifty percent of their actual income. So when I was making you know a hundred thousand a year, or 120,000 a year, I was only paying myself maybe 20 or 30,000 for the whole year. And that was not right. And so once I started using the profit first method from the book Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, I really realized that my business was doing so much more than I could ever have imagined it was doing. And if I only allocated my money properly, I'd be able to achieve and afford the things I wanted to and also pay my people and pay my bills and still have money left over for taxes. So um, about four years ago is when I really started drawing a paycheck, but the only way that I could have done that was with Profit First. And I actually, the the month that I read the book, I actually started drawing a paycheck that same month, which is pretty amazing. What have you
1: learned from business as a whole?
2: It's definitely that, it's kind of a phrase, I guess, that everything is temporary. And the good times are gonna be temporary, so you gotta be prepared with a little bit of savings for the bad times. And even when you're in the bad times and it seems like nothing is going right, that's temporary too, because something good is around the corner for you and for your business, even if around the corner is six months from now or or six days from now. And I think that that's something that has really stuck with me, um, you know, is that business and being in business, it's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. People are constantly coming and going in and out of your life in and out of your, your path. And so I just want to recur- encourage people that if something really bad is happening and they're just like, I don't know if I can make it. It's really that it's temporary. So just hang in there. And if you can hang in there, you're going to see the benefits and and reap the rewards from that.
1: What is one thing no one knows about you?
2: Well, I used to do uh, ballroom dancing competitions and I used to teach ballroom dancing. (laughs) Hmm. Why did you stop then? I didn't. um, Well, I didn't really teach at like a studio i taught at a small gathering place so it was a like a community space and i didn't really stop but they ended up having to close and so we we stopped going obviously because they were closed and some of the studios around town uh they were they were nice but it wasn't the same as, as that community space and so so me and my friends we still we still dance but not not as frequently as we used to unfortunately what grounds you Definitely my, my husband, um, and my parents, my family, really, um, you know, everything I do is for them. And I, I think that if I didn't have them to either, you know, bring me back down when I'm too, too, too excited about something or to also lift me up when I, when I get discouraged about things, um, you know, if I didn't have them, I think I'd I'd be a very different person and and my, my highs would be higher and my lows would be lower. (laughs) But almost to my detriment. So I'm glad that I have them to kind of help me to to level out things and, and see things a little more clearly when I get uh, you know, too excited or, or too down in the dumps. Um, they're really there to kind of help even even out what I'm what I'm seeing and feeling and say, No, you can do this or okay, well, just because this one exciting thing happened, you know, you gotta kinda keep your feet on the ground.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, in your business, do you have a mentor or a coach?
2: I've had several coaches over the years and um, I'm, I am a coach as well. I do business coaching for, for my clients and I always believe that coaches need coaches. And uh, so I've, I've definitely hired several over the last few years and um, some of them have had specialties like speaking coaches or, or uh, money coaches and other ones are just general business coaches. Um, I haven't had one that I would say is, you know, my main one, because I think that coaches are put in your path at the time you need them. And they're really there to help you over a hurdle or get you past something, maybe mindset block or, or whatnot. And once they are there and they've fulfilled that purpose, it's time for them to move to their next client, time for them to move on to someone else. And it's also time for you to move on to another coach, um, maybe not right away, but but soon that you'll have another block or another obstacle that you need help with and and that no, that new person will be there. Um, so I, I really believe that coaches are here for a season and a reason. And um, I've had many, of, many good ones over the last few years.
1: What is the most valuable thing your coaches or mentors has told you?
2: Well, one of my coaches about I would say it was about six or seven years ago, she said, um, you're you can make a hundred thousand by the end of the year. And at that point, I was only my numbers were telling me I was only gonna make about sixty thousand that year. <laughs> so it was a far cry from a hundred. Um and she said, You can be you can break break six figures and I was like, No, no, I can't. And she just let me, you know, nay say, she let me do that. And uh, we didn't really talk about it after that. And then the beginning of the next year, we weren't working together anymore. Our, our contract had ended. But at the beginning of the next year, I said, you know what? Maybe maybe I could do that. Maybe if I if I don't put too much pressure on it, maybe if I just think about it a lot. And I, I put it in front of myself and say, this next sale is going to help me get to 100. This next sale is going to help me get to 100. Instead of making it such a, a heavy goal on myself, I want to just put it out there as like, yeah, I'm going to try and break a hundred. I'm going to try and break a hundred at the end of that year. Um, and you know, she had, and she had encouraged me the previous year, At the end of that year, I went, i got to, uh, I think it was 99, 600 and some dollars. Like it was really, really close. I was at 900, I was at 99,000. And I, I basically felt like I had made it, even though I was $400 short, <laughs> I felt like I had made it to a hundred thousand and, and it was her encouragement. And the fact that she let me you know, have that naysaying was was really important that she didn't try and say, no, you should believe in yourself and, and kind of try and change my mindset right that moment. She just let that sit with me. And that was really helpful um, that she didn't try and pound it into me that I was, you know, I could do it, but she let it sit with me and let me uh, discover on my own that I could do it. And I think that's what a, a really, a true coach can help you do is they really help you discover things on your own.
1: Tell us some of the secrets create a profitable marketing platform?
2: I think there are five things that you need. um, And this is what my company, Absolute Marketing, does. Uh, We help uh, entrepreneurs and and nonprofits to create one year of marketing content in five days. And each of those five days is focused on the five pillars of marketing. And I believe that those are your brand, your website, social media, uh, blogging for SEO, and email marketing. And if you can really master each of those pieces and get them consistent and coherent with the other pieces, then you will have a very solid um, foundation to market your business on. And a lot of people do one or two of these really well and they leave the others off because they don't have time or they get discouraged or they get, you know, just, just a lot of it is time and, and money even. Um, and so that's why I developed my system to really fix it so that you can spend five days at beginning or end of the year, however you want to do it, any time of the year, really. And you can get all of your marketing done and set up for the whole year up, you know, upcoming year. And that way you're not spending those 20 hours a week on marketing. You're spending those 20 hours a week on your business, on your clients, working with new clients, talking to new clients, because your marketing is now bringing those people to you. So it's definitely, um, Something that I've, I've found is really, really helpful to get everything off your plate, so to speak, right up front, and then you can focus on the, the selling port portion and the relationship building portion.
1: Okay. Like in these times, it is really a hard time and challenging. If you have done that in, in 2019 and you didn't know what is happening in 2020, how have you made your company pivot in those plans you made already in advance?
2: A lot of people have asked me that, actually, and um, a lot of the stuff that we create for our clients is actually um, evergreen content, and I believe a lot in evergreen content. A lot of the things we posted for them did not have to be changed while they added to those things. And they, they said, you know, they mentioned things about COVID or they mentioned things about, you know, um, if they were you know, interested in anything political, then if they mentioned things about that, that's great. The more you post, the better. But our underlying foundation that we created for them is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. It is the foundation of their business, meaning. Let's say you have, uh, let's say a marketing agency and you want to talk to people about the importance of posting on social media. Those posts are going to be the same whether there's a COVID crisis happening or not. Um, and a lot of people actually were clinging more to those types of things and those education pieces because they needed to know more about digital and online marketing. Um, the only people that we saw that really had to change their their tact was people who had physical stores or physical locations. And a lot of that came from them just slightly pivoting, their education pieces were still the same, their products were still the same. But instead of saying, hey, come in and join us, they would just say, you know, order online, or here's the link to the website. So not too much had to be changed, thankfully. Um, And that's one of the reasons we do what we do is because it's really a foundation that can really withstand almost any type of um, thing that's going on in the world. But then into marketing, if just say new startups, how can they
1: compete with the big businesses into marketing?
2: I actually uh, tell them not to. Um, (laughs) I actually kind of go against the grain a little bit and say don't compete with them you have your own special niche, and you can really go after that niche rather than trying to compete with the Walmarts or the Apples or the Nikes of the world. And so what I recommend is that you actually use social media as what I call algorithm-proof social media. And that means that you don't worry about the algorithm. You don't think about it at all when you're posting. And you don't worry about paying for ads or boosting posts or anything like that, you just put out good content and information to what who your potential clients are. So you really need to know your target market. And once you can put out that information, those people will come to you and you will find them. You still have to do the work of going out there and marketing yourself and you know going into groups and commenting and engaging and um, maybe going on a podcast or something like that. But and in networking also. But you also will see that. Once you're doing those things and they have a place to land, like your Facebook page or maybe it's your website, then you'll actually be able to get them and kind of hook them, if you will, by giving them that content that's so important that they need that you are giving them. Because only you are saying it the way you're saying it. No one else is. And so if you're authentic in that way and you're, you're giving that education, you're being real with them, then they're going to stay on your page and they're going to um, share your page with others and that's going to help your your business grow. So. I actually say, don't compete with the big guys. It's not going to work. It's not worth it. It's going to waste you a lot of money. Just look at look at um, social media as algorithm proof. Don't worry about the algorithms and just do it for the people that you know need your help and those people will come to you.
1: What are some of the biggest mistakes have you
2: seen in the marketing? It's definitely um, ads. <laughs> Paid yeah. ads are some of the biggest things I've seen people waste so much money on because if one marketer tells you, well, I did these ads and it only cost, you know, $10, and I got 100,000 people, and da da da, and they tell you all these things, that's true for them and their business. And they may have been in business four or five years before they did this even though sometimes they tell you they haven't. Um, They may have done this 10 times before they got this result, even though they tell you it was the first time. So, you know, we want to look at these things with a little bit of a grain of salt and say, okay, is that realistic for my business? Is that something that matches exactly what I have to offer so that I will get the exact same result? And a lot of times the answer is no. So I try to tell people, do not put yourself in the ad game up front. You want to save that money, invest it into a really good website, invest it into, you know, someone to help you really hone in on social media, maybe get your brand really solid. Because if you don't have a solid brand, all the posting on social media in the world would not help you with your business. You have to have a solid brand. Um, And so if you have a solid brand, you have a great website. Now, when you post on social media, you need to be pointing them back to your website because that's where your sales happen. So Definitely that the ad game is is one of the biggest mistakes I see and the most costly unfortunately. So are you
1: now telling us that some of the coaches and the gurus out there they are lying to us?
2: I wouldn't say lying. <laughs> I would say maybe misleading or half truthing it. <laughs> it's not still all the same, them. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not all kind of, of them. a lie. yes I, yeah, so I think a lot of them are really good, but Um, Just make sure that you're not diving into something because someone tells you to, but make sure that you really know that you say, okay, I see how this would work for my exact business. I can see all the steps. I can see all of the benefits and all of the pitfalls, and I'm willing to take these risks Um, and know that if you put a lot of money into advertising, you will not get it back. It's gone forever. So you have to be ready for that. I actually um, just had a business of mine that I was running with a partner we did some ads and they went really well for two and a half months. And we were so surprised because we worked very diligently to make sure that they were going to run well. And we were like, wow, it's really working. This is great. And then all of a sudden the ads stopped working and we lost a lot of money. We had the money to put in, we had the money to invest. And so when we lost that money, it was still a little bit sad because we lost money, but it was also that we knew that money was going in and it wasn't coming back out. And so you know, when you're a business and you're starting out, especially that's not a game you want to play. It's like playing with fire. So definitely make sure that you're really vetting what you're trying before you actually go into it. Um, ask others if they've tried similar tactics that are in your industry or in your same business so that you can make sure that you're not going to be, you know, putting money into something that you're never going to see again.
1: What is one thing that has contributed to your success?
2: perseverance, for sure. Um, being able to wake up every day, even if you have a migraine, which happens to me sometimes, <laughs> um, and say, I am excited to do my job today. I'm excited to get on those calls. I'm excited to work on those websites and, and work with those clients. That is definitely something that has contributed to it. And and it is, again, that work that you're putting in. It's the the tenacity and the, um, the perseverance to actually go after the things you want even when it does seem discouraging, or it feels lonely, or it just seems like, you know, you're just having a bad day, and you just want to, you know, sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. That's not really an option for entrepreneurs, you have to keep going after it. Um, And and working nights and working weekends and, um, you know, giving up, you know, vacations and, and luxuries in the beginning to really build something that's going to sustain you and hopefully your family for many years to come. Let's talk about your business. Tell us more about Absolute Marketing. Yeah, so uh, like I mentioned before, Absolute Marketing is a uh, marketing agency where we help entrepreneurs and nonprofits create one year of marketing content in five days. So what that means is we actually spend one day on each of the five things I mentioned, the brand, the website, social media, blogging and email marketing. So on the first day we spend on the branding and we actually work through target market, mission, vision. We create an ebook. We create, um, we actually write an ebook together on that day. And we also create a business card and the logo, of course, with all the colors and the fonts and all that stuff. And then day two, we take that ebook and we put it on our new website that we build. And day two, the website is built in one day. It's fully functional, has all the bells and whistles that you would need. We've even built some e commerce websites in one day. So they have their store and everything all set up. Um, and then day three, uh, we work on social media. And I like to create 365 posts in one day. It's very easy to do. A lot of people think it's so overwhelming, but we do it all the time with our clients and they really love the end result is that they actually can schedule everything and be done with it and then move on to, like I said, all those other tasks that entrepreneurs have. And then day four is blogging. So we create 12 to 24 blog posts and we do that for SEO. Um, It's a really fun day and it allows us to actually help the entrepreneur educate their audience. Um, And allows them to actually put something on their website that Google is going to be really happy with and hopefully get them some more SEO boost in the search engines. On the fifth day, we create um, 12 months of email marketing campaigns or we work on their funnels. So we might do two or three funnels depending on their business. So, that means that we work on creating all the content, writing up the emails, writing up the follow up emails, scheduling them in, and getting them ready to go so that if someone signs up for, let's say, their ebook we've written, then they will get an email with that ebook and they'll also get a couple of follow up emails as well. So, that's what we do within my business, and it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: Wow, it seems to be overwhelming. It seems that like this is for not for startups, someone who's been in the business for a while. How can the new uh, newbie start on this level? How do you manage yeah. the, the
2: newbie? <laughs> <laughs> we have everybody from people who are just starting out all the way to people who've been in business for ten years, which is really great thing about this. Uh, if you don't have any of these pieces, it's a really great system because we can walk through every single thing you can get a brand, a website all of your social media, your blogging, and your email marketing done in one week. And then you can actually move on to networking and connecting with people and building relationships and not worry about, what am I supposed to post on social media today? Oh my gosh, I'm not finished with my website yet. Don't look at it. You know, those kind of things. So we can get someone set up really, really quickly so that they can focus on actually running their business and not running their marketing. Um, And then for entrepreneurs who've been in business a while, we find a lot of people, they get stuck. They get, I don't know what to write anymore. I don't have anything interesting to say. And it's because they feel like they can't repeat themselves. And so we help them to find a way to utilize the content they've already created over the past several years or past several months and just reuse it, but in a safe way so that Google doesn't dock them. <laughs> wow. Do you
1: work with podcasters as well, audios and videos, to repurpose these content?
2: Yes. So a lot of people have videos and they um, they haven't used them to their full extent. So we'll reuse their videos. Um, I don't do video editing or anything like that, but I know a lot of people that do. So I'm a great resource if you need that. And with podcasters, um, I love podcasters. And I think that I, I, I totally encourage that my clients would go on podcasts. It's really a credibility builder. And I think that it helps them to get more exposure and also to learn to explain themselves a little bit better and, and really get in tune with their brand. Um, A lot of people, they have a great brand, um, but they're not always in tune with it, which means when someone asks them about their business or their brand, they don't really know what to say. So this is a great way for them to practice through. And also, like I said, just get really in touch with their brand. Um, And with podcasters, you know, helping them as, you know, if they came to my business and I helped them, I've actually worked with um, a couple of people who did not have a podcast and we spent a day creating their podcast and we recorded several episodes together. We wrote the scripts. Um, And then we were able to put them into their podcasting um, system and on their website immediately. So I do that as a separate day. If someone's thinking about starting a podcast, I help them do that, help them decide what their topic will be and how they can um, get it out there to the world. So it's a great, uh, it's a great day. And I I really do love podcasting. And I actually have my own podcast as well. Oh, what is your podcast code? It's called the Absolute Marketing Podcast. And it's a little different. It's a two minute podcast. Wow. There you go, Klan. If you are listening here, you can always
1: go to Elizabeth and check her out for two minutes. Where do we find your agency
2: and how can we connect with you? Well, I'm always happy to chat and I would love to chat with anybody who's interested in um, knowing more about marketing or has questions about marketing. I have a chat box, um, a button on my website. You can book a call with me if you'd like. My website is getabsolutemarketing.com. Thank you for
1: sharing. So, Clan, there will be more from Elizabeth in a moment. If you are listening on one of the many podcasting platforms rather than my website and you are encouraged by Elizabeth's journey, go to onlinesuccessjourney.com for a bonus portion of the interview. The Online Success Journey is a wonderful membership community built for people searching for the path to success. We are one big clan and can be part of this community for free. Once you have joined the clan, click on part two of Elizabeth's journey or over 200 plus other journeys that are available and learn how you can find the right path for your own online success journey. That's a rap clan. Remember, success is a journey. Patience and Elizabeth.
0: This is not the end of the journey. We hope you've enjoyed listening to part one and want to be sure you know there is a second part to this and every journey podcast at OnlineSuccessJourney.com. Filled with even more success tips, uplifting stories, and even a bit of fun, there are dozens of episodes only available to the members of the Online Success Journey clan. Check out the website and click on Join the Clan for more information. Patience would like to thank you for listening to this podcast, and she has a free audio gift for you at her website. Go to OnlineSuccessJourney.com for Instant access to this gift. Of course, you know that listening to the journeys of others helps each of us chart our own path, so make sure you're subscribed to be notified as each new interview is posted. There are so many ways to stay connected to the online success journey and to listen in. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we appreciate your help in telling others. One of the best ways to share the benefit you get is to rate and review it at Stitcher and other sites by clicking the stars or completing the ratings form by clicking thumbs up and leaving a comment on YouTube or liking and sharing the podcast on social media. To review the podcast within iTunes, simply open iTunes to the podcast, click on ratings and reviews, then write a review. On behalf of Patience and until next time, thanks once more for listening. It is our hope that this podcast will guide you on your own online success journey.